0: Welcome to Realising Your Potential, a leadership podcast from Accolade Wines. Accolade Wines is a leading wine company with famous wine brands loved around the world, including Hardy's, St Hallett, Grant Burge, Banrock Station, House of Arras and Echo Falls. The show was originally recorded for our people as a learning and development tool, but due to popular demand, the Realising Your Potential podcast is now available on Spotify and iTunes. We're your hosts. I'm Sophie Ellis, your learning and development specialist.
1: And I'm Marta Martino, a learning and development consultant.
0: In this first series, we interview experts within Accolade Wines for their leadership tips and advice as we build a high performance culture. Please get in touch with Accolade Wines on LinkedIn if you want to contribute or with any questions or comments. So let's get started. In this episode, we'll be digging deeper into a concept that's been a real focus across Accolade Wines recently. It's something all high-performing teams have in common. It's called psychological safety. We'll be hearing today from Martin McGowan. Martin is our sales director for the UK and Ireland. He'll be sharing his perspective about how to build psychological safety in our teams and explaining how it helps his team to achieve great results. Hi, Martin. To kick us off, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself
2: yeah of course so a bit about me personally uh, I'm the father to my eight-year-old son Otis uh, a wonderful boy albeit a little sassy these days Um, I grew up in a military family I lived in Nepal and went to a military boarding school in Dover Uh, I've been in the industry for almost 20 years now Uh, I love it as much today as I did when I started Um, And I've got an absolute passion for rugby. Uh, My art collection through my house is getting bigger. But most importantly, I just love having friends over, cooking food and drinking our amazing wine.
0: Oh, that does sound amazing. Thank you for letting us get to know you a little bit. How did your team feel when you first mentioned those words, psychological safety?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And look, the, the truth is when we first started talking about it, I think the team was slightly nervous about it um, and potentially sceptical. However, fast forward to today and they love it culturally. They, they've they responded brilliantly. They've opened up to it. Um, and, and for me, we focus on two real key areas when when we look at this. The first is trust and the second is integrity.
0: What I'm hearing is that trust and integrity are two really key elements how do you go about establishing trust for example in your team
2: both of these things are um it's about consistency and it's about authenticity but some practical pieces for me here so the first one is you have to build strong peer-to-peer interaction and trust is a two-way thing i have to trust my team and they need to trust me Um, so really as a leader, you need to create an environment where individuals get to know each other on a personal level. And then the most important part, and maybe maybe uncomfortable for some leaders, is you need to role model this behavior, admissions of mistakes, weakness, and fear. Is there anything that you've found with your team has helped
1: facilitate those peer-to-peer connections where people are getting to know each other?
2: Yes is the answer. And I've actually done it badly in the past as well. You know, tried to create um, an environment in team meetings to do it and it just doesn't really work in that environment. So it's kind of giving dedicated time and space to it specifically.
0: I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about that, because when you say you've done it badly, what kind of things were you trying in those team meetings which you found didn't work?
2: So previously it all just felt very structured so i kind of tried to create a monthly you know as part of the monthly team meeting we would have a somebody would um i'll get somebody to recommend a topic and it could be anything from your favorite food and wine to your favorite holiday um your biggest mistake in life or something like that that allow and then everybody had to come to the meeting and kind of talk to theirs Um, and whilst i think the intention was absolutely right. And if I'm, if I'm really honest, I'm not sure how, it was not in the context of psychological safety, but I knew I was trying to build trust in the team mm. and that deeper personal understanding of one another. And I think that's, so the intention was absolutely right, but the execution was poor. Mm. Uh, you know, you're doing that off the back of a numbers session or a strategy session and people just aren't in the right headspace. So it feels too functional in that environment. And and I think maybe with or without labeling it, you need to create the right environment where people are more relaxed and they're gonna enjoy the session and they're gonna be willing to open up. Um, But it does come back to a point I made earlier where as a leader, I think you have to go first. So you have to feel really safe and being vulnerable within the group and for me and most recently it's something I've really leaned into and stepped into and the response is palpable even in a virtual environment when you open up and you share your fears or your mistakes the team really respond to that and the amount of people who have repeated it back to me over the last three or four months has been incredible
0: yeah I absolutely agree with you that the leader does have to go first there's that saying that behavior breeds behavior and as a leader you can't be surprised if you're not seeing progress if you're not modeling the behaviors yourself you also just touched on something which is really front of mind right now and that's building psychological safety in a virtual environment do you have any tips on how to create it where lots of us are now working remotely
2: well there's two parts one is um i'm a huge believer in just putting your camera on Um, whilst you know there is nothing like being in person I think being able to see people's face and what they look like and how they're physically responding and moving when they're talking is really important and on a deeper subconscious level we respond to that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so I always encourage for the cameras to be on um, to allow the team to, to see that and a huge amount of statistics around kind of the impact of body language and and the percentages that people receive in terms of communication through body language rather than um, what they're actually saying. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's, there's the second part to, to all of this. So we we kind of touched on trust, which is about, you know, starting to understand people better, feeling safe in conflict and feeling safe in that vulnerability, uh, being comfortable admitting your mistakes, weaknesses, and fears. But the, the second bit, which virtual or non-virtual is through integrity i think it actually derives from a a latin word which means whole and undivided and one of the key learnings for me over my career and i think it's been a dialogue that we hear more and more but when it comes to integrity integrity, there is no work martin versus a personal martin this is all about your thoughts words and actions are as one at all times So it means that our core values, purpose, beliefs, and behaviors flow in the same direction when you're at work or not at work. So I don't think there is a divide here. And I think this is such an important part for leaders to understand that integrity is with us at all points. We cannot force it for the work environment. Mm -hmm. So it's not about being pure or noble. It's about getting stuff done but it's purely a positive experience.
0: It's so interesting that you mentioned that because we um, did the podcast with Ange Mm -hmm. and um, she spoke around being an authentic self as a leader and the mistakes she made in early career were around kind of not being true to yourself and not representing yourself authentically as a leader every day. So it's so interesting that you mentioned that as well.
1: I guess in the inverter environment, you're saying where you've seen some really great results you know the camera being on being one thing but is this is there a topic or there questions or there
2: specific things that you've been doing that have really helped you yeah absolutely and I think um, culturally the and, and and again this comes back to this integrity piece as a leadership team we all deeply care about our people mm-hmm. and I think that's the single biggest change it's that our teams believe that we care and we show that constantly through action through time and focus on people through how we act and how we respond and because we show them on a personal level that we care about them they believe it they see it as true and and real and authentic and therefore when we're saying we care about you and are you okay they're open to sharing their true feelings and how they feel. Actually, there's some really hard functional business pieces here about what's the current situation through COVID, through isolation doing to people. And as a again, as a leadership team, talking about that impact um, on us, but we have to role model it.
0: I agree. You do just naturally connect on a on a much deeper level with someone when you feel they're being authentic, genuine themselves. And actually, you're much more likely to support that person and to want to problem solve with that person when you kind of understand their truth a little bit better. And it's so powerful when a leader models this, this behavior for us because it tells everyone else that it's safe to do so.
1: What kind of things
2: have, have you done to be vulnerable in front of your own team? It's a really good question. And interestingly, earlier on in my career, I put a big barrier up to this. I really spent uh, it was subconscious, actually, but I just would not drop a barrier. And there were a few different Martins, and I was scared to say that I had failed or I was fearful of anything, and that brought its own problems where people could or couldn't relate to me. But where I am now, I think for me personally in terms of my leadership style, it is one of the most intrinsic important parts of who I am. Um, and to give you an, idea, uh, an example here we were really focused on improving everybody's personal development plans for the year and I was trying to be as specific as I could about let's make them emotionally important to us where it um, excites us or there's something we're fearful of and you know we need to face into and I I talked the team through that uh, but didn't give them any specific, specific examples and Some of the feedback I got after the session was the team loved the concept, but struggling with how to put that into practice. So I made the decision to share my PDP with the team. And one of the parts of my PDP is the physical reaction and fear I have sometimes when presenting in public. And I talked to the team quite specifically about how I felt and how uncomfortable I was in that environment. And how conflicting it was for me, because I love the theory of doing it, but my body tells me I hate doing it. Um, And I talked about that fear to the team and probably got a bit emotional because it's one of the things that holds me back on a personal level when I think about progression. Um, So I shared that with my entire sales team. So 40 odd people on the call and shared my biggest fear as a leader. And... Again, the team have responded incredibly well to that. And as I'm doing one-to-ones with my entire team uh, over the months, the amount of them that reference it or bring it up or tell me that that inspired them to put something on their PDP, it just fills me with joy and I love it. And I I think it's a great example of feeling safe in vulnerability because people respond really well to it.
0: have you ever worked in a team where there wasn't any psychological safety and if so what was that impact on you
2: um have unfortunately and uh, not just once but I think it's it's profound and at the time again probably wasn't fully aware of it couldn't quite articulate exactly what had gone on Um, but when I look back on when have I been the most successful or happy at work and when have I not, and in every example where I have not enjoyed my time in a a workplace has been where there is no or very limited psychological safety within either your team or the wider business. And look, if you look at it as kind of why is it important, what is great, you know, the group is stronger than the individual. And when there is no psychological safety, you feel isolated and you work in silos.
0: And the last thing we want is for good, strong talent to leave the business because maybe their experience as part of a team was not as positive as it could have been. Maybe they didn't feel safe to challenge and grow.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think there's definitely... And for me, this is kind of... It's an unhappy place on a personal level. You know, it's, it's not... I mean, enjoyable culture it's not a place I want to be and it's not a place that I thrive in um, and it's often difficult in that moment to be able to identify and articulate exactly what it is and that it's a lack of trust and integrity within that group and that lack of psychological safety um, but invariably they are the key aspects that are lacking and missing. Yeah I,
1: I think there's a couple of things both of you are talking about there that really struck a chord with me about this personal impact, you know, this it, feeling isolated, siloed, I think so much energy is spent on protecting yourself. Um, you know, your focus, your emotions, your, your time really is taken up, your head is taken up with, you know, really editing yourself. But when you look at that at scale in a team or in an organisation, essentially the impact is if we're not asking questions, if we're not asking for help, if we're not challenging each other, we're not innovating, we're not creating, we're, we're surviving. Uh, we're, we're
2: certainly not thriving, we're surviving. Another really important part, and again it's for, for everyone to be mindful of and for leaders to really lean into, is, is about patience here. I think the concept of psychological safety in a lot of businesses will be new and it will be a new idea for a lot of individuals. And so be patient as a leader to... Kind of bring your team with you to help them understand the benefits of it. But also as people feel comfortable with being vulnerable, with sharing certain pieces of information that typically they haven't done or would not have wanted to share at work. But as they start to see the difference in the team dynamic, see the business benefits of it, and ultimately for it to be a better place to work, people will come along with you. Mm. But you have to be patient um, as you bring people along on this one.
0: If you're not the leader, is it still possible to build a culture of psychological safety in your team?
2: I think it's important when you you look at this. This is about being human, and we talk about trust and in in integrity. You know, it's about have you got what's your identity? Have you got belief in yourself? And do you respect yourself? And whilst it may feel uncomfortable at certain points, if there's something that is resonating with you in the room that you want to talk about, but maybe you're nervous, I think the only way that you can do it is to be true to yourself and raise it. So be safe in that confrontation or conflict or whatever that moment is. But I think it's really important that we don't get too distracted from this being a leader-led concept. It takes a leader to facilitate and to potentially start this but it takes the entire group to embrace it and to live it for it to really come to life
0: Mm -hmm, right it's that moment that we've all had so many times in a meeting where you're kind of like I really want to ask that question but am I going to look silly or should I know the answer but actually nine times out of ten when you ask it other people are like yeah I didn't get that either it's just going for it I suppose what would your top tips be if you were to give any advice to our leaders
2: i think for me the most powerful thing i've personally ever done is to spend time to really learn about myself to be able to articulate the leader that i want to be what are my values what are my beliefs um, to have the awareness of where i am in that journey um, but then to have a plan to really get there to be able to live and breathe and aspire to be the ultimate manager Um, but most importantly be vulnerable and never ever be done learning
0: never be done learning that is such great advice martin a huge thank you really appreciate the time you've given us and your openness
2: thanks guys appreciate it
0: We've covered a lot of detail about psychological safety today, and we hope that you found it valuable to listen to.
1: So for anyone who's not familiar with the concept of psychological safety, let's spend five minutes explaining what it is.
0: I really like how Amy Edmondson, who's led the research on this topic, describes psychological safety. She defines it as a belief that no one will be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes. All team members feel safe to take risks, And be vulnerable in front of each other and why does that matter well to borrow a simple but powerful phrase from timothy clark who's the author of the four stages of psychological safety he says without psychological safety learning dies
1: yeah so that might sound extreme for some but if we're really serious about creating a high performing organization then building psychological safety is absolutely essential there are many things you can do to create psychological safety But for today, we're going to focus on three very specific behaviours.
0: Yeah, Amy talks a lot about equality in conversational turn-taking. And really simply put, this means everyone has more or less equal airtime by the end of the day. For managers, I think this is about having one-to-ones with each team member, really understanding who they are and what their input tends to be. For those who are more confident speaking up and having more airtime, it's also about openly leveraging that and making sure they're asking lots of questions to their peers who may not feel so confident in those environments. So I think what I'm saying is it's all about managers having great facilitation skills. Facilitation, I mean, is all about asking great questions, listening to understand, and creating an inclusive environment.
1: And the second behaviour she talks about is ostentatious listeners, or active listening, as a phrase we might be a bit more familiar with. This simply means that when others do speak, if you have created this environment where people feel comfortable to speak up and everyone's voice is being heard equally, then we have to genuinely listen. So this is about making sure our phones are away, we're closing our emails, we're removing any potential distractions. Obvious stuff, but not something everyone does.
0: Lastly but absolutely not least is high social sensitivity and this is where she's talking about how good the team are at reading others, paying attention to what's not being said and acting upon that. So that's where it's so important um, in a virtual environment to put your camera on because things like body language and tone are really essential um, to allow us to show social sensitivity
1: to others. So if we're to offer some practical things for leaders and managers to do with their teams when it comes to creating psychological safety one of them would be Encourage your team members to share their personal working styles and preferences. And of course, this includes yourself. The more that we can understand ourselves and each other, the more likely we are to feel safe and appreciative of the differences within our own team. The second thing is to make time for your one-to-ones. One-to-ones are a great opportunity to show your team that you genuinely care and value them. And the more that people feel that across the team, every single team member, the more psychologically safe they're going to feel.
0: And regardless of your current position, whether you are a line manager or not right now, something we can all be doing to build psychological safety is to openly share information. And it's that idea of default to open, minimise secret channels. And that's a particular risk while we work in this virtual environment. And secondly, I'd say be vulnerable by sharing mistakes that you've made and be happy to share what you've learned from those mistakes. That's it for this podcast. We hope you found this episode interesting and the topic sparked your curiosity to find out more. We have plenty of materials and resources to support this episode. So please don't forget to check the show notes. For more leadership content, follow Accolade Wines on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks.